0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above for not only today, but for the first week in, can you believe it, December? Time is flying. We are almost to the end of the year. And this week, actually, is very quiet compared to (laughs) some of the weeks we've had. Although I would say there are still quite a few things going on behind the scenes, under the surface, beneath, right, that are creating changes on the planet. The biggest, of course, today was the full moon lunar eclipse. It occurred at 139 this morning, uh, or yeah, 129, excuse me, a.m. Pacific time. So for those of you on the East Coast, that would have been more like 429 AM. Uh, I did not get up to go look at the full moon lunar eclipse because it was windy and it was raining and there would be no moon. At first, I looked at the moon before I went to bed because I could see it and uh, it was beautiful, right? It was just beautiful, but I knew the rain and the wind were coming and uh, so not setting my alarm to wake up to go out into you know that kind of condition. And yet, in my dreams this morning or at night, it was filled with imagery that I have yet to unpack. And uh, my grandchildren played a very big part in this particular dream, a skyscraper that we were up at the top of that we seemed to be cleaning out in some way, shape or form. And um, I, I thought it was really interesting because it didn't feel bad. It didn't feel good. It just felt sort of like a job we were doing, perhaps, Uh, our part to play in the role of uh, cleaning up the planet, changing up the atmosphere of the planet. Uh, So check your dreams, right? What were the symbologies? What were the things that were coming up? Um, Not only though, just last night during that moon, perhaps, but even earlier than that, the um, eclipses tend to form gateways or portals, if you will. And those tend to be activated for usually about seven to 10 days. So you can think of it like a cold, right? Three days coming, three days there, three days going. And so we are now in the going part of this where perhaps the revelation has occurred. um, Perhaps the aha moment has happened. Perhaps the completion has occurred. And in my own family, a huge completion came to bear on Saturday, totally unexpectedly, and uh, threw us back into uh, a happy mood sort of thing. And it was great. Uh, And I thought how perfectly perfect it was happening, not only in the portal or the gateway of the full moon lunar eclipse, but also on the day that Neptune turned back to direct motion. Although the uh problem that first occurred did not occur in the neptune changing direction from direct to retrograde so i was like wow well why is this happening today i didn't i didn't care i just said okay let's go with the flow so it was uh it's interesting when you have these major things happening these change ups that are occurring and then i just had to sort of chuckle not because i like to chuckle at other people's pain but because of the symbology of uh neptune turning direct in Pisces and Joe Biden breaking his foot or breaking a a stress fracture in his foot over the weekend. Uh, That is living astrology, truly, right? And if we could peek into his chart and look at where Pisces is, it might be a place that's under pressure in his chart. Um, and it wouldn't be too surprising with all of the election things leading up to the election, then the election and the fallout from the election, and all of the work that they have to now do to do a transition team, all of that kind of stuff playing out wherever Pisces is in his chart, I'm sure of it, because why else have a broken foot, right? It could have been anything else, but it was that. So uh, interesting to watch astrology out there in play. Now, the eclipse, of course, was across Gemini and Sagittarius. That's where the North Node and the South Node are. So where we had the North Node pulling pulling us out into new directions right gemini is the was the moon end of this particular eclipse and sagittarius was the sun part of this eclipse so if you want to just read it in symbology it was releasing the past letting go of the past in order to move on to a new future one that we don't even know yet what might it what it might hold for us say that 10 times fast and so we're we're open-hearted, open-minded, hopefully, and moving on into that future, even though, and we're moving on with curiosity and openness, that was the whole point, without even understanding or knowing what it might all mean, right? There are a lot of people out there afraid of what it means to have a new president. There are a lot of people out there that are afraid that we're moving in the wrong direction, um, And the only antidote to all of that is to have an open heart and an open mind and keep your eyes focused on what you desire and not on what you you are afraid of. Because if you are focused on what you're afraid of, you're energizing that. And when you do that during a powerful time, like an eclipse window, it almost energizes it faster or makes it more powerful to uh, manifest. So today, then, now we're post the lunar eclipse, we're post full moon. So we're in the closing phases now of the moon cycle. And we find ourselves then today with the moon in Gemini. And the moon in Gemini um, bringing up this symbolic representation of illumination, of a revelation perhaps, of something that has been built up and has been, been building up and its release. So that was the full moon part of this in Gemini. Now today we have the moon also in a sextile to Mars and in a square to Neptune. So what does the moon in Gemini represent? Well, it represents motion, right? It's that activity, that restless energy that seeks release, that moves forward, whether it's through new information, getting in the car and driving, because it also rules short trips, or just getting on your feet and moving, right? Moving that restless energy out of your body, making space for what it is that will come new with the new moon solar eclipse that'll happen on December 14th. There is something about learning with Gemini and uh, with a Gemini moon, moving us into new information, uh, following our curiosity, like wanting to know more about something it doesn't even really matter what it is. It could be spiritual in nature. It could be a mental construct. It could be scientific. It could be religious. It doesn't really matter as long as you are moving forward, looking for new information, following your own personal or internal curiosity into a new direction. And of course, Gemini is a sign rules communication, right? How we speak to one another, how we write, how we speak, how we act. It is also a sign that rules listening. Are we listening or just hearing? right? Deep listening is more than just what the organ called the ear does, right? It includes the mind and focused awareness. And from that focused awareness, then we can see or hear or really listen to what's being asked of us, what someone is communicating to us, or even the voice of spirit bringing us the next steps in our conscious evolution. Um, This is also a sign that works to understand differing opinions um, through questioning. So there's a lot of activation when we ask questions. What do you mean by that? Um, What are your thoughts around that? Uh, Why do you see things this way? Being openly curious about what others are doing or what other information is out there. And of course, Gemini as a sign of mental acuity is also the sign of logic, So quick thinking, ingenuity, being versatile or adaptable, a mutable mind, being able to make connections from diverse things and bridging and uh, using logic, right? The recognition of patterns that repeat themselves with the ability then to predict an outcome based on that pattern. Now, Of course, all the signs have the more negative aspect, right? We have the positive expression and then we have the more negative aspect that is present as well. In here in Gemini, we have the possibility of overactive thinking, questioning excessively, Nervousness, indecision, right? I think Gemini is probably the second to Libra when it comes to uh, indecisiveness. uh, And that's because of the ability, the mental acuity to see how all the facets fit together. And then, oh no, how do I make a decision now based on that? Because I can see all of the possibilities and I can see all of the probabilities. So we have access right now to very quick thinking. Um, In the body, the moon in Gemini rules the hands, the wrists, the uh, arms, the shoulders, the lungs, right? So we have the lungs, we have breathing. So the I have to always remind myself as a Gemini myself, I'm always having to remind myself to breathe because I will get into a pattern of very shallow breath. So then my whole body doesn't feel oxygenated right? <laughs> Breathe. So also the nervous system is ruled by Gemini. So if you're feeling nervous, if you're feeling like your hands or arms or shoulders hurt, look to where Gemini is in your chart. And that might give you a hint as to what it is that is happening uh, in that part of your chart, whatever the house is that it's in. All right, let me say a quick good morning to everybody before I go on to looking at what the week will bring. Uh, Let's see who's out there. Good morning, Tom and Asa. Good to see you, Asa. Good to see you, Tom. A blustery, blustery night here, Tom says. Absolutely, we're getting the same thing here, Tom. Although it looks like it's lightening up a little bit finally. JLo, good morning. And Asa says it's pouring down rain here. I guess it's because it's winterish, right? Uh, Good morning, Peggy Doyle and loving light. Hello, lots of vivid dreams with these eclipses in this month. I don't doubt that in the least. Uh, J-Lo says, it's raining cats and dogs. I love it. Uh, Jennifer Peachy, good morning to you. Debbie Tibbetts-Tumiel, good morning to you. Ursula, good morning. Mimi, good morning. Valerie, Jocelyn, good morning. And J-Lo says, "Hmm, no wonder I'm always asking questions. Gemini rising in me. Yep. I remember being a kid as a Gemini child um, and my favorite thing, my favorite gift ever that I got was a magnetic board with the different color magnetic letters. And I would literally spend hours on that board creating different combinations of letters to form words. And then I would annoyingly ask my mother every five seconds, what does this word spell? <laughs> what does this word spell? And she would finally just tell me to leave the room. Go go play in your room. <laughs> I would always want to know. And of course, none of the words spelled anything at four years old. I mean, I was probably lucky once in a while to make a word spell something. Um, But I was obsessed with the letter Q and W. I remember that Q and W and trying to make words out of those two letters. So it's pretty funny. Uh, Okay, let's take a look at the week ahead. It is, as I said, a fairly quiet week once we get past today, today's eclipse, Um, What's left is uh, Mercury moving into Sagittarius and that's tomorrow so Mercury will finish up his transit through Scorpio and out of that deep investigative mind and into the more freedom loving truth oriented Sagittarius our minds will change direction if you will in some ways. Um, Also, by the way, today we have uh, Mercury in a sextile to Saturn. That turns out to be only one of two major aspects that planets are making this week. So we'll talk a bit about Mercury in a sextile to Saturn here in just a moment. Um, So tomorrow, Mercury moves into Sagittarius. Wednesday, there's nothing. Thursday begins the new human design week. And that will put the sun in the gate five. And we begin to really resonate with um, routines and with timelines and with right timing and divine right timing. So that'll be interesting. And at that point in time, uh, let's see, we will have the earth at the gate 35, which is a gate of having lots of tools, right? It's a gate. Uh, I always think of it as the Jack and Jill sort of the Jill of all trades or the Jack of all trades, right? Many skills, many tools that we can bring to play in our world uh, in whatever way it is that we're working something, a problem, what have you. Uh, Thursday, literally there's not much going on. Friday, nothing going on. Saturday will be the next transit of a planet and that is Venus trine Neptune. And that should be a pretty nice day, right? Venus representing love, relationships, Neptune representing unconditional love, and uh, maybe coming together with Venus, a possibility of changing up the atmosphere that we've been living in from anger and upset to love energy, the greater love. And on Sunday, nada, I put nada, nada, not a thing, not even a moon transit on Sunday, interesting, right? Just nothing. I looked at the chart and I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yes. Because for a minute I thought, was I looking at the wrong month? But no, definitely looking at December. So a quieter week as it should be after we come through a major gateway like the eclipse. So we have time to sort of integrate and understand what has been happening and what is going on, what our next steps are, etc. cetera. Um, okay, and Asa, I'm hoping that you'll send me any questions that people have because um, I forgot all about my phone here to look and see. Um, nope. Okay. Good. Thanks. Uh, all right. So let's go to Mercury in a sextile to Saturn. Um, this is a very, and that's, this is occurring today, right? Mercury. It's funny because Mercury began the month of um, November um, going into direct mode. And actually, yeah, it was on the third election day, Mercury moved direct. And he ends the month here for us with a sextile to Saturn. So where our thinking began to clear up with Mercury turning direct on the third, Uh, We get another dose today with Mercury in a sextile to Saturn of clear thinking, of mentally being grounded, being able to really catch ourselves in the thinking process to focus and concentrate on something that's in front of us. We have the ability with the connection of Mercury to Saturn to think through things in a logical manner and thinking through our problems, perhaps in a stepwise progression, right? We A plus B plus C, right? That kind of thinking. Being more deliberate in what we're saying, being more deliberate in how we're thinking, being more systemic, systematic, excuse me, following steps, creating lists and, and ticking off the things from the lists. Uh, following plans, right? These are all things that can happen in a very powerful, positive way when Mercury and Saturn come together this way. But we will have to watch out for thinking too small. Anytime you put Saturn in with uh, Mercury, there's always the possibility that we're going to see things from too close, right? Too close. And we can't get a bigger picture until we push ourselves back and then we can see the bigger picture, Um, We might be too limited in our thinking, the scope of what we're thinking about, or that we're dreaming about may be too small. So it's okay to do that if you are erecting boundaries in order to move a project forward, perhaps, or to do something new. Uh, But you have to watch out for thinking too small, right, Of, of the more pessimistic, negative thinking that can pop up during Mercury and Saturn connections. Even the positive ones, as this is positive, um, can bring us into that small thinking. So, but it is a great day to use small thinking, if you will, as a focus point, as something to focus and concentrate on um, and moving your life forward in some way through the details, right? Through the details. And lastly, this morning, we have Uranus. I meant to mention this last week, the planet Uranus, the rebel, right? The rebel, the awakener, the initiator in human design has moved finally off the gate 24 and into the gate 27. And I'm going to show you the human design chart of this right now. Let me share my screen with you. Here you go. This is from Jovian Archive. If you click up at the top under resources, drop down the menu, it'll say just now or just now chart. And you too can get a just now chart from Jovian. Um, It's free. It's one of their free resources. So if you ever want to know where's that moon, you can do that by coming to Jovian. And you'll see that the only connection that we have is the 44 to the 26, which is the channel of integrity. So if we're looking at how we begin the week in human design, we begin it with integrity. And there are several types of integrity, right? There's physical integrity, right? Is your body all together? (laughs) Are you well put together? Um, is Is your structure and your form in your body taken care of? Are you feeding it? Are you appropriately dressed? Are you appropriately rested? So taking care of the physical, also mental integrity, right? Are your thinking processes clear or is it all mucked up? And uh, also the uh, spiritual integrity and there's emotional integrity, right? There's also the idea of moral integrity, which to me, if I use the word moral, I want to recoil Because that feels to me like that's something being dictated to me from outside of me, where in reality, what this is all about is that internal morality or integrity or ethics that you yourself have that guides you, your guiding principles, because this gate here could be the gate of truth, but it could be the gate of lying. This whole channel, when it's out of integrity, could be the gate of the shapeshifter, the the shop, what is that called? The trickster, right? The trickster that tells you one thing does another, that says one thing to your face, but does another. But these are also things that you would see in your outer world when you yourself are participating in not truth. So it is a call for all of us to get in alignment with truth. It is Venus that is sitting here at the gate 44. And look at where she's sitting, 44.4, the gate at which the pandemic began, uh, last November when the sun was at the 44.4 and interesting because that there's a whole study in human design about the coronavirus having begun with the 44.4 and Ra used to say years ago years before there were pandemics or years before there was this pandemic anyway that pandemics begin in the 44.4 and here it was a late last November where this was occurring and so here we have Venus maybe this is the end right? Maybe this is the end of it. Now this is the caring part of the pandemic where we begin to really care and cure and uh, get wise, uh, create relationships. This is Venus after all, creating relationships that begin to finish off this particular expression of what's happened in our world in 2020. Wouldn't that be nice (laughs) to let this one go? Um, So we have the integrity thing. That is what has been uh, activated. What I wanted to show you was that for the longest time, we had these two centers defined, remember that, right? We had Uranus sitting here at the gate 24 and the planets, Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn. Pluto having been there the longest, Jupiter and Saturn playing different times at the gate 61. And uh, the Gate 61 combined with Uranus at 24 created this whole channel of rationalization where we as humans were rationalizing the things that we saw out in the world, even if it were things that we knew weren't right. We rationalized it. We rationalized it as in we didn't have the power to change it or um, may, you know, the, it gave birth, honestly, to a whole host of conspiracy theories. Now that's broken apart. Right, it's broken apart. That has been in activation for over a year, and now it's broken apart, at least for the time being. As Uranus has moved down here to the Gate 27, the Gate 27 is called the Gate of Nurturing. It is the, it's a very feminine energy of feeding, taking care of, clothing, housing, uh, making sure your weakest links have everything they need, and the weakest links in society are usually the children. So we have taking care of one another, taking care of the children. Now, this is a hanging gate at this point in time, and hanging gates then are needing to be completed through others or through um, transits of planets that come to the other side. So the other side here is at the gate 50. So for example, you may have in your chart a hanging gate 50, and now Uranus linked up to that may inspire you to take action in the world uh, in some way that helps feed, nurture, clothe, cook, take care of someone. Uh, Maybe, you know, there's, this is a very altruistic, by the way, gate, the 27 is, and it wants to take care of others. And it's interesting to note that a lot of the headlines in uh, the newspapers or in the news feeds have to do with people who have no jobs Uh, due to Coronavirus, and they don't have money for food. And so what's happening is a lot of people aren't being fed. So there's a big movement to make sure that there's not people falling through the cracks, that everybody is getting fed. And uh, that It might be the problem that we see here with the hanging Uranus at 27, stimulating our creativeness to uh, our awakening to this problem so that we can make sure that everybody is taken care of. It is the beginnings of the awakening of our uh, Jupiter, I think, of our Jupiter-Saturn conjunction that will happen at zero Aquarius, right? The dawning on us that we have to take care of one another. And that uh, if one suffers, we all suffer. So it's an interesting gate. Uh, Uranus was here for a long time, right? Over the previous couple of years. And uh, it met up many different times with planets transiting or crossing through the gate 50. And I think it was almost the setup to the problem, right? The setup to this problem. And now what do we do with this, right? And the last thing that I think we need would be other issues like, failing crops or uh, too much heat. I'm worried here because our temperatures haven't gotten very low and uh, we need the frozen soil to stimulate the growth of some of the crops that we grow here. So it'll be an interesting summer, I think, for all of us as we look at this and we have this energy with us for several months. And then uh, once Uranus turns back to forward motion in January, he'll begin the process of moving uh, into or back toward the gate 24. So we have that back with us in the next few months. But for right now, we're concerned with this idea of nurturing one another and taking care of one another and feeding one another. It's literally called the gate of uh, feeding almost in some in some books. Um, I didn't even look at the Pleiadian earth calendar today. So I have no idea where we are on this particular day. Today we are at six being, six is the number of flow. I'm gonna stop sharing my screen here. And there we go, stop share, there we go. Okay, so today with the energy of the number six, the number six is the energy of flow, right? So likely there are obstacles in our path right? Something that has popped up that is in the way, whether it is a physical obstacle or something that you just perceive as an obstacle. And the energy then in the Pleiadian calendar is helping us to find ways around, under, over, or perhaps it's just a stop sign. And you need to wait until something like flow is reestablished. And then the energy of being is the very first sign, of the 20 day signs or the the 20 earth signs here in this system. It was Imish in the Mayan calendar, which was the representation of the alligator or crocodile. It represents life. It represents a new beginning. It's very much an initiating energy. It is very creative energy. So it does speak a bit to how it is that we're thinking about what we're creating and making sure that what we are creating is what we really want to create. So keeping our thoughts focused in the right direction and there is a this is uh the most nurturing of the earth signs so it's interesting that we have this uranus move to the gate 27 of nurturing and then we have imish or being which is the sign of nurturing taking care of oneself right doing what's right for you because when it's right for you and you're feeling sustained, then you have the energy to help others, right? To help others create a sustainable future or uh, sustain themselves. So interesting, right? And then also with being energy, it is the energy to start new things. And that may be kind of an interesting beginning Have at, coming out of this uh, full moon lunar eclipse of releasing, letting go of. So it gives you like the idea that you have to let go. And then out of letting go, we have this flow energy that goes into the new beginning. So I think that is symbolic, right? Highly symbolic of what we are going through right now. All right. I am going to head over here and see if we have any questions. Um, so J-Lo, I made up the weirdest scenario just to hear what they would do. I'm not sure what you're talking about there. Um I have the whole thing in my chart with Uranus there, natal. So your natal Uranus, no, your natal Uranus can't be at four seven, is it? Clarify that for me, would you? Something might be at 27, but it. I don't, yeah, you wouldn't be having a Uranus return. You're not 84. So I don't think it could be that. Um, but the whole channel being... Um, kind of highlighted means that at this point in time, you may feel more called to get out and help and to nurture and to guide and lead, uh, to care for not only people in your own family, but perhaps other members of the family or, um, you know, somehow uh, expressing it in a very powerful way, like helping at a shelter or helping at a food bank or helping um, cook a meal somewhere, that kind of thing for other people as well. And- So it won't be affecting you differently, um, except that we really need to know what, um, do I have your chart up there anymore? I don't. Uh, We really need to know what planet is sitting at your gate 27 or what gate is at 50. Maybe you have Uranus at gate 50 and now you would have a Uranus opposition, maybe. Hmm. Hard to say without looking at your chart directly, sweetie. Um, But you can always text me and let me know what uh, planets you have there. All right. Well, that is it for me this morning. The advantage of having a quiet week is that I don't need to go on and on about anything. (laughs) So, and I have no ideas about what else I wanted to share with you this morning. So that is it for me. I hope you all had an interesting full moon lunar eclipse, and I will see you all tomorrow morning. Take care.